this world has been connected. And now darkness within darkness awaits you. In the end, every heart returns to the darkness whence it came. Answer Report Podcast. This is episode number 19 in wow. the season two of the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast on the internet. That's right. Longest running. I don't care what anybody says. That's us. We're <laughs> longest running. We're I feel like it was just episode episodes. one. We're only 30 episodes away from episode 200, Jason. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? What the hell? <laughs> anyway, I'm Mike, by the way, and with me as always is my brother, Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello. Uh, before we get into the podcast, I want to say thank you to everybody who uh, hung out with us on the live podcast. Yes. It was a lot of fun. We we um, played through Dark Road all the way through until we did the live podcast, so it was a long marathon type stream, but it was a lot of yeah. fun. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun hanging out with you guys and talking Dark Road. It was kind of like an atypical one, because typically when we do a live podcast, it's like the first thing we do, mm-hmm. but it was the mm-hmm. last thing we did for that stream, so it was a, it was it was a little bit different energy. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, and Dark Road took us a little longer than we thought, but it was still, still a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Speaking of fun, Jason, I have an email. Oh, yo? From a listener. Oh, wait, wait, before, I'm sorry. When sorry, you said a listener, to... I thought you said Alyssa. I was like, who the hell is Alyssa? <laughs> yeah, not Alyssa. Uh, no emails from Alyssa today. Ah, uh, dang. Before we get into the email, though, I just want to say congratulations to us, Jason. You want to know why? Why? We are, as of this recording, August 30th, 2022, the 38th video game podcast in Portugal. Yo. Shout out to the Portugal homies. And I want you to know, you know who you are. We went up 134 spots today. On the Portugal ones? On the Portugal one. Dang. Who in also, Portugal binge watching? Shout out to our friends in Iceland Yo. who have made us the 47th top Yo, video game podcast there's in Iceland. people in Iceland? No way, dude. People are top, spoofing. No way. <laughs> top 50 in Iceland, dude. Top 50. You gotta no love it. No way. You gotta love it. Uh, we're also 104th in just the leisure category in Portugal as well, so we're really dominating the... Uh, leisure? The Portugal charts right now. 
Okay, really, yeah. really dominating. We'd be leisurely dominating. <laughs> anyway, uh, this email is uh, from our good friend Panda. <gasps> and it is titled, To the Stinky Boys. I do be stinky. Hey, Spaghetti Bros. I have finally got all caught up in the podcast. What a wonderful journey. I originally discovered you guys in July of 2021 when y'all got comprehensive and woke, but I wasn't sure if I really wanted to plunge into the podcast just yet. After hearing friends constantly talk about the podcast, I decided to finally start listening in January of this year. I hadn't really prioritized it till the KH4 trailer came out when I think my excitement for a new game had me obsessed to consume all KH content. Oh, hell yeah. 168 total episodes later, and here we are. I don't have a cute, sappy story about how the podcast changed my life or helped me through any big life obstacle the way most of these emails do. Perhaps the closest is that when I need a break from studying, I'm able to turn to the podcast for a silly study break. Regardless of that, I want to voice my appreciation for you guys in the Spaghetti Bro community. I don't remember exactly when, but I remember y'all had a sort of mission statement about what you wanted the podcast to be and how you wanted to create a community with a lot of interaction with listeners. I wanted to tell you guys, even though I'm sure you already know, that you've achieved just that. I love mm-hmm. that I've been able to enjoy such a funny and consistent podcast while joining a community of a bunch of hinged and unhinged cage fans. <laughs> From the moment I became more active in the Discord, you all welcomed me like everyone else. I even got griefed by Tyler on stream by being muted after calling him out on something. The community <laughs> that you guys have been able to cultivate is one that is very welcoming and easy to just jump on in. It's a bittersweet moment that I'm caught up and can't binge the series anymore. Thank you for continuing the podcast through the seemingly endless KH news droughts, for creating such a great community of people, and just putting yourselves out there for all of us. Panda. P.S. I drew a little gift for you guys. I hope you like it. So Panda drew a little Pepsi icon with your and my faces on it, and... It's so cute. It's adorable, and... You know, it's the Alex Discord icon now. It's I made it the Discord icon. I made it the YouTube icon. I made it the Patreon icon. I made it the Twitch icon. I made it every icon. Yo. And you know, Alex does a pretty good job of capturing our likeness. Yeah. In like a in like a mean way. Like we always look like badass. Yeah, know? yeah, we always this, do. We always look badass when Alex draws us. This is like the cutest we've ever been in our lives. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, but it still looks like us. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like, like you especially. That is like you. <laughs> you know, me. That that's me. That, yeah, but, I thought, I thought but, that was but like you, you. It's like it's you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's straight up you too, bro. I don't right, even fair know. Enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway. Panda, thank you so much for not only the drawing, but the email as well. Uh, I will say Panda has been kind of going through each episode and kind of updating us on things she thinks are funny. In the or, Discord, yeah. You know, and it's really been a awesome trip down memory lane for me. Just, you know, there are things, there are jokes that we made that are really funny that I just forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> and then Panda, Panda would bring them up. The the one that came to mind, I think we talked about it on the live podcast, but the air traffic controller is this. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Fucking gets me every time. Leaving? <laughs> but, you know, the, it, it, so it's been a really great journey for Panda, but also for us, because it, it really is, you know, helped remind me... Um, how fun this podcast can be. Not that I need that reminder because I have fun every week with you, but like, I don't know. It's just nice. Yeah, like, yeah. 
a I mean, lot of like, times it just sits it just sits there and I'm like, okay, well that that shitty episode's done. Now on to the next one. But like, it's like when you have a good of, piece of pizza. Like you're like it right. do, you don't need the reminder that pizza's good, but it's still like, yo. Right. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The answer report podcast, the pizza of podcasts. That would Jason be nuts. said it first. We are the pizza. <laughs> but yeah, no, so thank you, Panda. Uh really appreciate you it is kind of bittersweet like like you said that you're going to be done you know there's going to be more podcasts and you know if if you're like panda was originally and a little scared of taking the jump that's part of the reason why we started season two is so people didn't feel like they had to go from the beginning yeah but i don't think there's a wrong way to consume our podcast if you decide you want to start at season two episode one if you want to start at this one that you're listening to right now if you want to start at season one episode one all the way back right before kingdom Hearts three releases uh you know there's no bad way of doing it and uh i appreciate anybody that listens to you know any of our podcasts so panda thank you for being a juiced individual thank you for the email and the art if you want to uh be a juiced individual like panda or at least you know partly like panda because i don't think anybody could ever live up to panda but you could send us an email at answermreportpodcast at gmail.com and we will read it on air just like we did that one um you don't have to draw us art but we appreciate when people do that sort of thing because it's fun and awesome yeah it's cool thank you again panda thank you to our friends in iceland and portugal who are keeping us afloat you know out there we (laughs) we appreciate that you know And I mean, if you've been, and also Panda, like you binged all of the Ansem Report, we do got the Marvel podcast. Well, and that's not available to everybody. The Lord yet. of the Rings podcast. Yeah, but it's coming out. Like yeah. these are things that are in the works. Yeah, actually, Jason, do you want to take this time um, to talk to everybody about your new <laughs> podcast venture? Yeah, true. I, I plugged at the very, very end of the live podcast, but. Uh, yeah, so me and Sean underscore AFK um, are doing a the Lord of the Rings, of the AFK Nation. Rings of Power podcast. Um, and so we'll be going over the show. Uh, we already have episode zero out where we kind of just talk about, you know, how we got into Lord of the Rings and all Tolkien stuff and uh, just going over what the show is presumably going to be about because, uh, you know, it's not out at this point. Um, and what's really cool about it is because it's a prequel and is like thousands of years before the Lord of the Rings, like the movies and stuff, uh, it's kind of like a clean slate. So you can just jump in without really any prior knowledge. Um, and what's cool is like Sean, Sean enjoys them and he, he's like read the Hobbit and he's watched the movies and stuff. Uh, um, but he's not like a huge Tolkien nerd like I am. Like I, I just constantly, instead of like listening to like podcasts and stuff, I, I listen to just like video essays about like just nerdy stuff that I like. And Lord of the Rings is one, so I know a lot, and so I can kind of guide people through. Like, oh yeah, this is what this is, and this is what that is, and um, it'll it will be fun. And we're going through it, and yeah, check out episode zero, and uh, I think. By the time this is out, so will the first episode as well. Um, I don't know about that. Because this either, comes it's out either Friday. Out, what? This comes out Friday. I think Second Breakfast comes out Saturday, doesn't it? Right, but I didn't know if we were dropping that episode one early, a day early. 
don't know. E- either way, anyway, it either, it's either, either coming out, out tomorrow or <laughs> it's gonna be Saturdays. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it'll be Saturdays. It uh, it's not up on YouTube yet. It will be, but uh, right now it's on all your favorite podcasting services. Actually, I don't know if it's up on Apple yet because Apple likes to take their sweet ass time. True. Let me look. I'll actually look and see if it's. It is up on Spotify though. That's where I listen to it. And also, presumably, uh, five stars, what we'll be doing is watching it on stream as well because it's a Prime video. So if you have Prime video, you can watch it along with us. I don't know if it's something that we're going to be doing every week, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we have By the time you hear this, we'll have already watched it. So I don't know. We'll, I'll, join the Discord. We have a second breakfast part of the Discord where we talk about it um, and... That's where we'll have any type of notifications where you can see and come check it out. And uh, Jason, for those for those watch alongs, don't the people watching have to have Prime as well? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. If you have Prime Video, you can watch it with us. Okay, just clarifying. Just clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go check that out. Lots of fun stuff happening on the Super Spaghetti Bros Podcast Network. Jason, let's talk about Mr. Nomura. Back again. Don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. True. He has a Q&A regarding Dark Road, which Uh-oh. has now been translated for us by our good friend Ryuji, Uh-oh. member of the KH13 staff. Shout out to Ryuji Blades, who just translates the hell out of everything for us. Without That's Ryuji, we, we would be a sham of a podcast without Ryuji. That's true. And I also want to know, and Orpheus Joshua notes this in his article at KH13.com. Go check it out. He says that the interview contains spoilers for pivotal Dark Road plot points. So we're going to dive into this. So if you haven't for some reason beaten Dark Road yet and you want to experience it for yourself, I would maybe nope out right now. Yeah. Or just watch the cutscenes. Uh, or just watch the cutscenes. 279. Yeah, to, to Demo, the boy. But we're going to go over this stuff, so and then come back when you when you have done it and, you know, experience this with us. So, here we are. Q&A time. Question one, Jason. In past titles, we saw a different-looking young Xehanort than the one in the Destiny Island cutscenes, seen in Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance. Is there an explanation for that? Nomir says, Dark Road shows the correct model. At the time of production of Birth by Sleep, the appearance of a young man was prepared, but the appearance of a boy was not because of budgetary constraints when it came to 3D modeling. Mm. So basically what he's saying is, yeah, we I know that messes up the timeline for him to be as old as he is on Destiny Islands, but it's, we just didn't make a model for it. Mm. Okay. So that, that explains that whole scenario where he's like, but there, are there two young Xehanorts? No, there's not. He just, they didn't have a young boy model. Sorry. Uh... Question two, are there going to be any further patches to Dark Road after this? Yes, we've identified instances where the incorrect background is shown during combat. Furthermore, we've identified where the player where the player with Xehanort's cutscenes will not display as they should during some unique circumstances. I apologize for these bugs. We will be releasing a version 5.0.1 patch to address these further issues to address these issues. Yes, yeah, so it's just bug fixes. Yeah, one the one of the bugs. <laughs> I went back and looked at our VOD because I was talking with uh, Demo and Water and Lands of Masters about it on stream. We <laughs> there's a bug where it's like the flashback scene where like the player character in Union Cross is dying and like Ephemer is like like crouching at his side and uh, <laughs> your character like isn't there. 
when he's like crouches down so it looks like he just crouches on the down down on the ground for no reason and then the next scene it kind of just like it kind of just shifts and then he's there <laughs> hmm we didn't even that notice happened. we didn't even just, notice it's 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 like a it's only like for like a quick second oh. where he just kind of leans down it's also because like we know what's happening too so i feel like right. that's kind of part of it but yeah it's funny oh, oh jason jason Oh my gosh! I, I know that we're not in the same studio right now, but Mr. Tetsuya Nomura has just walked in. Oh my God! He's here. He doesn't want to be on camera, but he said he would like to read the answers for us. Wait, what? For the rest of these questions. Oh my gosh! He wants gosh. to live enact the interview. Oh my God! That's so crazy. All right, question three then, Mr. Nomura. The why did Zaynort become bald? Reason was honestly unexpected. Yes. It was not a matter of great importance. I just wanted to clarify that he had shaved because I noticed that it had been misunderstood as a common theory that he had just lost his hair, otherwise, it is not a big problem that the Queen of Hearts did not remember Xehanort. That's just the way she is. Hmm. Oh wow, so he's just saying he shaved his head. Not yeah, yeah, lost that, his that, was, that was the whole idea, yeah. yeah. Question 4, Mr. Namira. In Dark Road, several of the Emblem Heartless make an appearance, but we thought they would only appear later in the series. The reason for their appearance in these past worlds will be explained in Missing Link. Okay. Ain't no way, bro. You're really going to look Mike dead in the eyes because I'm not in the the booth and tell me that, dude. All right. Yeah, he did, dude. He did. He's just, he's shaking his head at you in disgust. Uh, Question (laughs) five. Who was the blue robed figure seen in the epilogue of Dark Road? It's the player. Or, to be more specific, it's the vessel where the player's heart has started its second lifetime on. Therefore, whenever someone disappears, it's not that they're entirely gone. Rather, their heart has melted into another person. Okay, I'm sorry, what does that mean? So, like, instead of becoming a dream eater, you just, like, not necessarily reincarnate, but you're just on the journey with them. Mr. Nomir just whispered to me that he will not be taking further questions. He will only be answering the questions from the interview. Okay. Mm. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Mm. Jeez. Prima Donna. Um, question six. Is the Scala and Kayam in Dark Road and the one in Missing Link one and the same? Correct. The reason why there is such a difference in atmosphere is due to the fact that Scala and Kylam is positioned as a multi-layered city, with a new city being built on top of the old one. Okay. So, like, what's so weird about that is, like, before we got, like, the actual, like, timeline or whatever, I I mean, I guess there could just be, like, a difference in, like, how time flows in Destiny Island and in Scala, right? Because he leaves as a baby and is given to the blue robe dude, right? Mm-hmm. And it's still old, like, gothic Scala. And then he comes mm-hmm. back when he's, like, presumably, like, the same age as, like, Sora and Riku in, like, Cage 2 or 3, and it's completely like the newer Scala, like the white Scala. So uh, either time flows differently or it didn't take long to have like, a, like maybe it was like completely demolished or something in Missing Link well, and then had to be completely rebuilt, which to me is like, is, how the hell would you do that in 15 years? <laughs> I guess magic. Mr. Nomir is not going to comment on this, but like when we first saw Scala, it was like shown as like just being like unending. 
yeah like island after island after uh-huh. island of these like different windmills and shit and so i don't know why the answer wasn't just oh that's a different part of <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah you could have got you couldn't have got you could have gotten away with that one but yeah whatever. yeah i feel like architecturally you just get bored making the exact same island over and over bro. for sure like, switch it up a little bit bro anyone who's played minecraft creative mode for more than like 15 minutes is like okay i gotta sw- i gotta sw- <laughs> i can't just right. be making diamond buildings every damn time like <laughs> right i mean you could they pretty much did that actually when you think about it they were <laughs> yeah Mr. 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 In creative made, mode it just made the whole mode. place in one block question seven Xehanort's full descent into darkness wasn't fully explained, was it? There might have been some missing spots, but I believe I managed to depict the beginning of his entrance into the path of darkness really well. Laughs. Wow, Mr. Nomir, patting yourself on the back. He said, hey, I did okay. I did pretty good. <laughs> uh, number eight. Ooh, I really liked this classmate slash upperclassmate. Will he or she be in future stories? Regrettably. While I wish I could have further explored their character development, I was unable to do so, or the story would get insanely extensive. Most of the characters will probably not appear in future stories, but if the opportunity arises, I would love to depict them in other forms of media. So probably not, but... No, I, he yeah. said they're dead. Yeah, translation, nah, them bitches dead. Question 9. Could you explain more about the Destiny is so cruel line by Master Odin? Naturally, Master Odin also had a master to mentor him. Said master entrusted Odin with a mission, which actually ties in with the identity of the blue-robed individual. Wait, hold up, what? Naturally, Master Odin had a master to mentor him. Said master entrusted Odin with a mission, which actually ties into the identity of the blue-robed individual. Huh. Maybe they were like, yo... Like, they passed down information, yo, there's gonna be a dude who's gonna come... Named Xehanort, you have to let him be a Keyblade wielder. <laughs> yeah, some 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 weird shit. Well, they mentioned in the game that they they're keeping Xehanort away from the darkness. Yeah, that's why Xehanort's at Destiny Island. I was gonna say, well, I, we didn't really touch it on the like previous question where it's like you don't really he they, he didn't really depict like all of his transition. I guess like for people who don't know, it, it kind of seems more just like the idea is over time the darkness kind of just like seeped into him either like through his armor or like like when he was there um and like they were like about to die like right before odin and it's kind of just over time like and obviously he's like gonna keep doing shit in the dark realm and stuff he's obviously he even says he's too close to darkness to raise ventus as his pupil or whatever but obviously right. he's also doing some nefarious ass shit on the side. <laughs> For sure. But yeah. I read this thing about it was like so you're telling me this man that was doing all this torturous shit to Terra and Aqua and Ventus and then again to Sora and Kyrie and Riku was an empath? <laughs> <laughs> True. So he 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 could feel how it hurt them the whole time? Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. this is his resolve. He knows what he needs to do. I guess so. Question 10. Xehanort appears with a figure who we assume to be his mother. Is that Skuld? That is incorrect. However, she is related to Skuld in some way. The next title, Missing Link, will have bloodlines as one of the story's main points. So... Not really giving us a lot here, Nomira. These, these, these characters that you writ, wrote, they be having sex, bro? Wait, Ephraim or Flux? 
I guess he uh, and Scold apparently. Yeah. Question eleven. Dark Road reveals about Xehanort's lineage and bloodline, with some mentions about the First Master's bloodline. But what about Ericus? Are the two of them related by blood? My apologies. I cannot answer that, as it will be explained in Missing Link. Mr. Nomira. Mr. Nomira. Laughs. Don't just laugh. Question 12. He just laughed. <laughs> question, question 12. Speaking of Missing Link, could you share any further information about that? We are currently in the preparation of the closed beta test. Unfortunately, I am still unable to give a more precise time as to when it will happen, but there are plans to rename the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, social media, accounts, into missing link accounts, so I urge you to follow them. Yo? Namira, can we get in the closed beta test? Laughs. Hey. He, he, he just laughed. His eyes are shifting, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're getting in. Question 13. There, oh, 13 questions. Last question. Ha -ha. I see you there. Lastly, will Xehanort appear in future titles? Just because the Dark Seekers saga is now concluded does not necessarily mean Xehanort will never appear again in future titles. If the opportunity arises, then... Translation, yeah, he's clearly... Young Xehanort is... Oh, oh. Namir, just, Namir just turned into a bat and flew out of the studio. <laughs> Oh my god, were you just talking to the vampire? Is never Oh my god. Anyway, we'll have to yeah, ask him gone. next time. He's gone. I don't know. He just yeah. turned into a bat and flew up. Additionally, he made this cool little artwork of Xehanort holding an umbrella. It is cute. And people have actually the background, although it's very vague, people have found the background and it's somewhere in you guessed it, Japan, in Shibuya. Yeah, these geo guesser motherfuckers are like going right, dude. a bit too Doxing. hard. Dude doxing the characters of kingdom hearts you're going a bit too hard they are so yeah that was the q a with mr nomura thank you mr nomura for joining us and then flying out like a vampire bat any anything to say extra about this jason now that we've we've gone through it i mean it's clear missing link is going to be very important to where we go next obviously yeah well and that's really how a lot of the stuff uh, we said in the live podcast so we did feel like a lot of stuff was answered in dark Road. The things that were not, it's like very clear that it's like a setup for Missing Link. For sure. I uh, agree. And or Cage 4. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, I stay sussing Odin. Um, he is sussy and Abaka. And, uh, yeah, he's really the only other person I'm really, really sussing, obviously, besides like Luju. Um, I think everybody else is kind of goners. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're seeing Baldur again. One thing that we were talking about that's a bit weird. So, like, okay, obviously, uh, at the end of like the finale of Unicross, Alrena and Lorium are shown to go to Disney Worlds. Do you know which world Lorium ends up in? Um, Snow White, right? Yes. The literal one that the, the <laughs> that the mirror is in, right? Uh-huh. And then when old man Xehanort goes back to the mirror and is like, were those people even real? Right? How the mirror not saying, yeah, he's right outside the castle, bro. Come on now. <laughs> well, I wonder what time frame. 
Right. That's what's like is weird. It, it's there. Ventus like the anchor. So when Ventus shows up, then they do right. Like a little bit later. So it's it's probably one of those things where he. Yeah, he's old, but maybe it's like a year or two later. But it's like, oh my gosh, dude! Like, Xehanort was so close, but so far. Obviously, he does meet Ventus, who is one of the kids from his dreams, right? Like, right. Uh, and then treats him like dog do. Yeah, and then, yeah. Well, I no, Mike, you got to reframe it. He, as an empath, was able to sense massive darkness in his heart. It wasn't that he was purposefully trying to summon kingdom hearts no yeah, no know, he was boss. pulling the know. darkness out dude i don't know boss it's <laughs> like the empath thing is funny because it feels not like what they when, say like, but it's the meme yeah well i know but it's like it feels like when like you know you meet a a person and it's it, uh i don't mean to like categorize this but most of the time it's a female and they say something like they do something bad, and they go, that's just because I'm uh, Aries, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what the empath thing feels like to yeah. me. It's like, I'm an empath, so that's why I had to try and destroy the world. <laughs> Master Xehanort really do be like, sorry, I'm a Gemini. I have to so, split right. you guys. <laughs> I'm a v- typical Virgo behavior. Right. You know? Ain't no it's way, like, dude. It's like, come on, Xehanort, what the hell? Ain't no way. Speaking of what the hell moments, Jason, we have one more little news item to talk about before we take a break. Hey, yo. Mad and, news uh, today. Do you remember the uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Alba Inator chess set? Oh, yeah, dude. The one you yeah, can't you play? remember that, right? The one that, the chess set that costs $300. Yeah. And that you're not able to play chess with because it's not actually a chess board. Well, you can go, watch this. Yep. Apparently, in Japan, where it started to release, there have been multiple defective pieces yeah well i know here's they, the statement i know they had Japan uh, said. i know they had delayed it in order to have better quality yeah. assurance so here's what square enix said of japan we have received multiple reports about defective pieces of the kingdom hearts chess set we urge all affected customers to get in touch with us through the support center so that the exchange of the defective pieces can be performed so there it sounds like they're making right on it yeah but what you're telling me jason is these motherfuckers mm. tried to sell me a $300 chess set yeah, that, you that can, doesn't yep, work, yep, uh-huh. and then it looks yep. like shit, too? Uh-huh. That's what you're trying to tell yep, me. Yep, yep, yep. Square Enix, please. I mean, that is pretty cringe, but also, who the hell buying this, bruh? If you're buying this, hey, bruh, what are you hey, doing, hey, dude? Man, if, if you could spend $300 it? on anything. <laughs> if Buy some actual it, good though, art. Like... Wouldn't you expect it to be, like, of good quality if you're buying it? Right. Yeah, dude, no way. Like, buy, buy some actual art. No <laughs> way, dude. There, there's so many people you could commission to get some really nice art. So we'll see what happens when it releases in America and Europe later this year, right? Like, if you ever bent to the stream, the, the Ansem in the background was made by proper artists, dude. Shout out to proper artists. That's true. It's goaded. That's Buy true. some actual art, guys. And he also it's loves real- Kingdom Hearts, so it's a win-win. You could talk to yeah. him about Kingdom Hearts. He, he'll paint it live on stream, dude. Yeah. Luckily for Jason, I didn't see him paint it live on stream. Yeah. That would have been awful. Been like- well, actually, you probably would have never known, like, right? Like, oh, yo, this is sick. It's not like he was, like, painting it for Mike at the Super Spike Kitty Bro. No, like... <laughs> it, it might. He might have said that. You don't know. Yeah, maybe. You might have said that. Anyway, (laughs) 
We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to do the question of the week, which is about uh, what Square Enix property would you like to see in Kingdom Hearts? So that should be a fun one. We'll be right back. This is Richard Epcar. Welcome to the Ansem Report podcast. Come to the darkness. Welcome back to the Ansem Report podcast. Jason. Yeah. It's time for the question of the week. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Afroraxis. I'd, I'd smooch you if you were here. Consensually. Consensually. Yeah. yeah. And on the list. Consensually, yeah. Uh, this week's question of the week comes from Yonsong, and it says, kind of a spunky one, but if there was ever to be a Square Enix-specific world in a Kingdom Hearts game, which Square Enix game would you want it to be? Don't just say Final Fantasy. Pick a specific one, you cowards. And of course, the first answer from your podcasting partner, your Sean underscore your AFK. casting partner as well. <laughs> Shh, we don't have to mention that part. The man who does not know how to spell Mickey. <laughs> True. His answer is the world ends with you, Smilers. That's just bait. I will not yeah, take the bait. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Venteria says, I would have to say the world of the bouncer, Edge, because it would come full circle with Sora looking somewhat like the main character possibly having five party members at once with Donald Goofy and the three boys from the bouncer themselves, Sion, Koo, and Volt. Plus, we might get the origin of Dog Street. I knew someone would say the bouncer as yeah. well. It's, it's kind of the quirky answer, honestly. Yeah, it kind is. Kind of the holds-up spork answer. A little bit. Alex says, Final Fantasy XV, I need that new recipe. Yes, and dude. And I really just want to see Arden again. Arden was really, really good. Arden's pretty cool. I just, I'd want to see Prompto hang out with Sora. I think they'd be best buds. Prompto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd actually be cool. <laughs> they'd be best buds, dude. Yeah, that'd actually be, be cool, be so yeah. Much fun. <laughs> and I want, I want Pence to show up and go up to Gladio and go, man, I can't wait to get to Sleuth, and, and Gladio just hits him with his sword and into the fucking atmosphere. <laughs> dude, it, there would be a thing where, like, it, almost like in a Hercules ass way, right? Where like the the boys get on the goofy shield instead, and he like picks them up while they're in the shield, throws them up, and then like hits the bottom of the shield with the sword to like launch yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Uh, Dakota says, "Does Hitman count?" I just think that'd be really funny. <laughs> just murdering people in incognito. Can you imagine a Hitman level, but it's like Disney Town? <laughs> You're, You're just, just like murdering murder- the seven dwarves in different ways. <laughs> or like cartoon cows and shit. Like, it's like just fucking <laughs> dr- dragging um, Horace into a dumpster. <laughs> or in one of the manhole covers and putting them in the fucking sewers, you know? Yeah. That'd be funny. Wow, this is a strange world, Donald Goofy. Why do I have a tattoo on the back of my head? (laughs) Gosh, our guns have silencers on them. Uh, Egg of She-Hulk says, Drakengard 3, it would be bad. It would not work at all. 
Sora wouldn't vibe with any of the cast, but I need more Zero. I need more Accord. Kingdom Hearts is the only semi-realistic route to that wish being realized because Yoko Taro sure as fuck ain't doing it for at least another six years. I would also accept Dragon Guard 1 or 2, but almost every human character in those games is like really bad, so who care? I I can't believe that Egg thinks that's Dragon Guard 3 being in Kingdom Hearts is a more realistic idea than them just like remaking those games. Yeah. There's no way that's more that being in Kingdom Hearts is more likely. No way in hell. No way. Sorry, written by a writer of uh, 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 work of fiction. <laughs> Fooled you. Got you that time. Bamboo says, I don't know many Square Enix properties to go into specifics at all, except Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, they own that. Alex told me all about it. Thank you, dude. But uh, anyway, is it too dark for Cage? Yeah, in my opinion, it is far too grotesque and scary at parts, but I still want to see it because character's good. It could be short or casual world, I guess, between major plot points. Maybe Sora and crew could visit some really cool Conflict 3 area like Rush Valley. I think it'd be a good world. Maybe as like a boss thing, a homunculus could show up. Definitely as a one-off thing. I don't know, again, it'd be kind of weird in my opinion, but it's the best I got. Donald could call Edward Short or something funny IDK. So I, I know nothing about Full Metal Alchemist's bamboo. Yeah, so I'm, sorry, I'm gonna I be real, join. I don't either. I just like the Full Metal Alchemist! Full yeah. Metal Alchemist memes. Yeah, those are good memes. Look out, it's the SB Cat! Uh, he says... <laughs> <laughs> it's the cat! Uh, it's the cat! I wish the SB Cat was here, I'd give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> Cat says, I'm going to say Dragon Quest Eleven, mainly because most of the characters are British. <laughs> I think our lovable trio would go crazy trying to deal with it. Also, Jade Awuga. Awuga? And o- Orpheus Joshua adds, Jade might be too arousing for Kingdom Hearts rating. <laughs> so here's the thing. This, this all sounds good and all, SB. But I don't really want to fall asleep playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, true. I really don't want to walk around with Sora, Donald, Goofy listening to marching band music. Nah, yeah, I'm good. You know? Mm-hmm. There's a reason Dragon Quest is popular in only Japan. <laughs> okay? And it's because Japanese people like to be bored. Okay? And marching bands, apparently. And marching bands. Uh, Billy the Kid Lawrence says, Seeing as though Marvel seems inevitable in a KH game, I'd say Square's Guardian of the Galaxy would be great for world inclusion. That game had an awesome story and really fun character interactions. I am Groot. Well, I'm Goofy. <laughs> I'm sold. Sora and Star-Lord Just back and forth over and over. Yeah. <laughs> I am well, Groot. Donald, I don't, think, I don't think this guy's getting it. Sword and Star Ward, Star Ward, Star Lord could bond over not having mothers anymore. Nomura laughs. Oh. While Rocket and Donald oh, Duck would no. butt heads, then later become besties. Also, Gamora is cool and all, but Mantis could be there, and she's my intergalactic mommy. <laughs> or at Mantis least Subi, mommy. the movie version is Love You Palm, Pommy. And then he has a picture of him. With uh, Pom, I don't remember her last name, but the actress that plays Mantis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I actually did see that. Normally, I don't look at the yeah. question of the week, but I just like clicked it so that it would like be up to date or whatever because of my OCD because there's like the white thing on the left. But anyway, I saw that picture. I was like, oh, my God, is that Mantis? Yeah, but Billy in the picture is wearing a Kingdom Hearts Mickey hat, it looks like. 
but also wearing a falling in reverse t-shirt. So I got to give him a thumbs down for the falling Minus in reverse rep. t-shirt. <laughs> Minus rep. Sorry, dude. The drip was almost there. And then you, you wore one. You wore a, a t-shirt least, of a hey, bad hey, band. Hey, uh, at, at least it wasn't like a Deadpool shirt, dude. That's true. It could have been Deadpool. <laughs> it could have been had the worst, the worst ending. Uh, Mr. Spanky says, just cause. Let's strap some jet jet engine to the foretellers and send them to the heart-shaped moon. Dude, that would be so Dude. fun, actually. I actually was thinking about just cause the other day, and I was like, yo, do I want to play just cause, dude? What I love fuck? just cause. I do, too. Just I cause love three? all of the just cause. I never really played one or two because I didn't have a PlayStation 3, and I think those I both played... came out on it. I think it was, like, released um, they on came four. out on Xbox, I think. Two, I, I definitely played 2, and I didn't have a PlayStation 3 as well. So huh. I think it was on Xbox Okay, as well. I, I, I thought I remember it being... Maybe I thought it was an exclusive because, like, my... I had never heard of it, and my friend who had a PlayStation 3 had it. So maybe, yeah, my, maybe. my memory is weird about that. But I played 3 because it was on PC, and uh, I was, like, just so... It, like, consumed me for, like, two weeks. <laughs> it was, like, all I played, and I was, like, 100%ing it. It was so fun. I'm actually really sad because it was revealed that... You know, because um, Square Enix no longer owns that studio, I believe. Right. I believe they were bought by um, our parent company, Emba- Embracer Group. Yep, 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 yep. Um, <laughs> but are, are definitely when Square real. Enix, yep. When Square Enix had the um, Marvel um, rights and they made Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers, obviously, they were having Avalanche, the studio behind Just Cause, make an Iron Man game. And it got canceled uh, no. before it even being revealed. And I'm very sad about that because of that. If any game company could make an Iron Man game, it it's was those that. guys. Yeah, damn, like, dude. Because they made they the made, biggest like, casualty. Yeah, dude, I was so sad when I heard about it. And Sean's like, do we really want an Iron Man game? And I was like, yes, I want an Iron Man dude, game. I, he goes, but what about Anthem? And I was like, Anthem's not an Iron Man game. Well, also, yeah, but like, even just like the pretty surface level combat of Marvel's Avengers Iron Man was really fun yeah so if you, you had like an actual full single player game like just think the open world of like Just Cause where yeah. everything explodes like that but you're fucking Iron Man and then like they make the story be like oh this is a terrorist island so it doesn't matter if you just go blow everything up right right, right. or if it's like uh, similar to like um, like Spider-Man in some ways and then Just Cause in some ways I feel like that would be super yeah. cool yeah Anyway, rest in peace. Snappy Gaming says, Okay, I have to point out two specific ones, and the only reason I'm saying there's two is because the one I really want to pick just got sold off. So the first one that didn't get sold off is Final Fantasy X. Could take place after ten two, where Sin has been beckoned back, so the squad goes to beckon Orin, Braska, and Jet. But Waka somehow accidentally beckon. There's a lot of beckoning going on in here, Snappy. Waka somehow <laughs> accidentally beckons Sora into existence. Sora learns how to beckon Donald and Goofy. They join the fight against Sin in a very cinematic world. Why are we beckoning everyone? Yeah, what does everyone, everyone be beckoning? <laughs> I'm, I'm beckoned right now. It's called Final Fantasy X, the beckoning. Final Fantasy X, the beckoning. Uh, and then now the impossible one, classic Tomb Raider. We're talking about the anniversary type tribute here. 30 years of Lara in 2026. So why not do a world in KH4 where Sora gets te- teleported to the Great Pyramid of Atlantis where he meets an ungun Lara, last chapter of the game you start unarmed, and helps her get her guns back and then joins her in the fight against Jacqueline Natla and her new army of Al- Atlantean Heartless. Wow. Hmm. Cla- classic Tomb Raider with the, the polygon boobies. <laughs> Sirius Black just basically uh, likes Venturius's answer of the bouncer, one of his favorite games growing up. Uh, Zethus says, 
I think my top pick has got to be Avalice, aka Final Fantasy XII, Final Fantasy Tactics. If moving forward there are going to be larger worlds, this would be a good one. A non-Disney medieval setting would be pretty awesome. Hell yeah. Donald's magic could turn Goofy into Banga or something. Even better if they keep it Final Fantasy, Ta Final Fantasy Tactics art style and Sora has no nose. Honorable <laughs> mention for gummy ship stuff to tie into Star Ocean and not Star Wars. Ooh. Hmm. Star Ocean's kind of Square Enix's Star Wars, so that makes sense. Well, no, no. Kingdom Hearts is Square Enix's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Chris McKay says, this is an easy one. It had to be a game that's a little less well-known called Kingdom Hearts Coded. Hmm. I'd really like to see how the team is able to adapt the 8-bit style into a Kingdom Hearts world. Also curious to see how artistically they'd represent my favorite character, Datasora, since he's about 10 or so pixels in that game. Hmm. And of course, I know Shimomura would be able to do some magic and compose a killer remake to my favorite track, No More, no more Bugs. <laughs> Chris McKay really hitting us with the, the No More Bugs game remix. The game there. Dude, I actually want that. <laughs> uh, no, no meme, I want that. I just want more No More Bugs. <laughs> more, more bugs. Please. More No More Bugs. More, no more. More, no Bugs. more. No more, uh. <gasps> oh my god. I cracked the code. Oh god, Nomir just swooped in as a bat and circled around the room and then he swooped out. He, he, he drew a He's line across me. his throat. <laughs> He's on to me. Yeah, his little wing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, just the tip of his wing turned back into a hand and then did it across his little bat. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> right, that is what happened. Throat. And it was terrifying. <laughs> uh, up next we have Panda. Uh... Thank you again, Panda, for writing that email this week. I don't really play many Square's games other than Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, and personally, I don't want there to be any kind of Final Fantasy world in KH. Kind of boring, in my humble opinion. But when looking on the wiki list of Square Enix properties, Gex appeared. I guess they published it somewhere or something, so I'm going to cheat and say Gex, even though we all know that isn't actually Square. So I think Gex is the same company that made tomb raider or one of those i have no idea i don't remember but gex is a terrible playstation era game that i have super fond memories of because i used to go play it at my friend's house all the time mm. and you'd like it was like basically like a banjo kazooie super mario 64 donkey kong 64 style game but you went, it's Gex Entered the Gecko is the game I played. And you would go into like different television shows as the levels. Okay. It's a terrible fucking game. <laughs> I actually want to, I actually want to play it just to see how if it's it, as bad as I remember. But is, me, yeah. <laughs> me and my friend used to play it all the fucking time. Just like Gex the Gecko, dude. So shout outs to Gex. The Moth 13 says, I have to pick near Automata. Mainly because I actually, actually haven't played that many greatest games besides Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy but also because it has a pretty cool world and has a history of its characters appearing in other games like Soul Calibur and a ton of phone gotcha games. Don't forget Fall Guys. True. You can, you can make your Fall Guys bean to B's ass. It's awesome. <laughs> I think somebody else answers Nier later, if I remember. Nier is actually a decent answer because I know we were a little disappointed with the game. Um, with the story because everybody hypes up the story like it's like this ginormous thing. But I don't think it's a bad game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like playing like, as nines, was, but yeah. Right. Um, 
But I think there were a lot of, if I remember correctly, if we played it, there were a lot of themes that were very similar to Kingdom Hearts themes, and it connected in a lot of ways. So that wouldn't surprise me, other than the fact that Tubi's ass is on the fucking screen at all times. <laughs> uh, they'd have to, they'd have to nerf Tubi a little bit. Yeah, probably. Uh, Emmy Luna says, "Balin Wonderworld smile." That's a that's a bait pick. Yeah, that's, that's gotta a, be. Yo, you can you can only jump when you're wearing the right hat in Balan Wonderworld, dude. <laughs> you gotta have the right hat on. Cherry Theoden has the best answer. I'm gonna clap right now. Chrono motherfucking cross. <laughs> I should have known. Give me Surgeon Kid as party members. And maybe give us a choice so I can see my little baby alien boy Starkey. Surge can heavily relate to you, Azores. This isn't what I normally look like line. The games now share semi-similar themes about loss and the links people will go to bring back their loved ones. Not to mention the shared ideas of alternate realities now that Cage 4 will largely take place in the real world. Oh, and how cool would it be for Sora to visit Opasa Beach, Arnie Village, Termina, or literally anywhere else in that amazing world? So yeah, between party comp potential, the number of memorable and unique biomes, and the thematic similarities with the current struggles of the cage crew, Chrono Cross would be the perfect pick. Hell yeah. That, that, that's a banger answer to you. <laughs> you, get, you get 10 brownie points this week. <laughs> Save them up. You never know what they'll be good for. Oblivion says, Final Fantasy 9 is my pick. Hmm. Admittedly, I'm extremely biased and just like Final Fantasy 9 a whole lot, but I think it'd be very interesting with the core themes of Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is a very strong theme of connections slash friendships and being close to others despite long distances or unfortunate circumstances. I think this going along with FF9's themes of found family and realizing that home isn't a place, but wherever your loved ones are, can fit together really well. Especially given criticisms of certain characters not seeming like friends anymore, since they don't have a lot of on-screen interactions, but in the lore we are told they're close friends, especially when it comes to Riku and Kairi. I also just think Kairi and Garnet have a lot in common, and Kairi talking to Garnet would be neat. Especially since Garnet is the one party member in FF9 where people kind of roll their eyes at because of the plot-related mechanic where Garnet can't concentrate and won't battle well because she's experiencing a lot of grief. Eventually, she overcomes this and turns into a new person, and I feel like Kyrie constantly being sidelined. I feel like Kyrie constantly being sidelined, and we are teased about her over and over again just for her to kind of flop is very similar to this. Hmm. To me, it would be cool if Kyrie can relate to another character a lot like herself and realize what she's capable of, and she can come a bad, become a badass motherfucker with a keyblade. Also, now that I think about it, Zidane and Sora meeting would be cool too since they're both extremely self-sacrificing characters with insecurity issues. And I want Kina to eat at the bistro, have Remy cook them some frog legs. Hell yeah. Final Fantasy IX's goaded. And I, I've never made the parallel between Garnet and Kyrie, but now that you said that, V, it's there. I agree. Yeah, I, I never really played, so I'm going to have to go with what yeah. Mike said. <laughs> Stewcat says we need a Chocobo GP world in KH4. That's the Mario Egg Kart one, right? Yeah, that w was like extremely like transaction heavy. Oh Jesus! I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even check it out because I heard that and I was like, nope. Uh, Egg adds Choco Bussy. Thanks, Egg. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, Egg. Egg. Egg wonders why he hasn't gotten his VIP back yet. Dude. <laughs> I forgot we, we took it away. We, we haven't given it back yet. <laughs> Chatzale says I've played few square games besides KH so I'm also going to say FF9 the city from the start seems like a good place for a world that has a Disney like quality to it it does it very much does that's true KH Waterblock says Dragon Quest Monsters which is the Dragon Quest Pokemon game basically hmm. that came out 
Game Boy Color, I think. It's been coming out a long time. They're, they're decent games. They they have some good twists to Pokemon in them. Hmm. I don't think I've ever even seen like, that ever. <laughs> I think it's more like a Dragon Quest Builders would be the one that would cross over because that's pretty popular right now. Mr. Trumpeter 7-Eleven says, I don't many, know many Square Enix properties, so I'm going to go with Midgar from FF7. I'd love to see Sora beat the ever-living shit out of President Shinra and Heidegger. LOL. True. I'm honestly surprised no one said FF7 yet. Yeah. I feel like that one was kind of layup. Like that or a remake, you know? Hey, Matt knows how to lay it up, dude. Yeah. Matt gets the easy just, buckets. He just, he just gets you the points that you need. Matt just stays winning, dude. True. Zombie says, so my choices would be one, Final Fantasy 13 universe, because lightning is mommy. <laughs> and two, Final Fantasy 10, because Sora would be like, holy shit, Tidus and Waka, you look so much older. And because <clears throat> Lulu is hella mommy. <laughs> Zo- zombie going for just the mommy yeah, answers. Dude. Love that. Easy layups, dude. <laughs> yeah, easy. Again, again. Zombie just laying it in there, dude. <laughs> Uh, Yansong says, Parasite Eve, baby. Let's add some horror to Kingdom Hearts. We already got the, the Nomura and Yokoshimamura soundtrack absolutely whips connection. And the story that they were going to have Aya Brea in KH1, but she got cut out last second. If anyone here doesn't know what Parasite Eve is, they should check it out. The vibes are immaculate. I've heard a lot of good things about the game series. I've never played it. Yeah, me neither. Warface Joshua says, probably Star Ocean, though not sure which specific one. Most of the games have space travel, which would work well with the gummy ship stuff, and you explore different planets too, which could relate with Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. I've played a lot of Star Ocean from the end of time, I think is the name of it. It's the one for PlayStation 2. Really good game. I haven't played anything besides that, but I've wanted to. Uh, Dangus Khan says, I really want Nier since it feels a lot more like a KH game anyway, but I have a much more cursed answer. Thinking back to the old Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 covers and all sorts of classic characters around the box art, I feel like it would be one of the most Kingdom Hearts things of all time to randomly fucking add Mr. Deus Ex from the Deus Ex Square Enix games <laughs> and throw that motherfucker on the back cover art. Probably won't happen, but if Kingdom Hearts 4 was made in like 2006, I can see the box art clear as day in my mind and I don't know why. Uh, funny thing I read about Deus Ex, the, I don't know if it's the original Deus Ex game, but uh, one of them they have the New York skyline in the game, huh. and the Twin Towers aren't there because the because of rendering issues and memory issues. Like it was a PlayStation One or Two game. Oh damn! And so they couldn't. They took them out because it made the game stutter. And then they wrote in the story, "Oh, it was from a terrorist attack. That's why they're not what? there." The game released in June of two thousand. Two years before the World Trade Centers were succumbed to a terrorist attack. What? Anyway, no more 9-11 talk on the podcast. Uh, Cheney says, <laughs> only other Squeenix game I played is Nier Automata. So, uh, Nier Automata. I love the game so much, I made a video about it that's releasing October 5th on YouTube.com slash channel slash UCG3VANUAQA2YGC7HQRBCJCW. The two and the seven are silent. Also, Riku has a blindfold <laughs> thing going on, so it just works <laughs> Cheney Cheney really thought I wouldn't I wouldn't read the whole thing I think <laughs> Cheney Cheney's uh, YouTube channel Azur Allegro you guys should go check it out it's a good channel he's releasing a lot of cool stuff on it but apparently he has a video on Nier Automata and Kingdom Hearts on October 5th so go check it out Gavin Dotson says I second everything V said FF9 is my pick Pokemon Trainer J says, I'd have to go with the city of Final Fantasy. Want lots of Final Fantasy characters? Done. Battle between light and dark? Done. 
could even go back later like you do in Kingdom Hearts 2 and the war has progressed would make for an interesting story where there's the mannequins are they like replicas do they have their own hearts and ambitions is it right to destroy mm. them and even help in this battle this time or does I it upset think about the world order that's true the city is a good a good world dude. yeah you yeah can, that makes a lot that, that would make a lot of put, sense put Sora in Opera Omnia dude what the fuck yeah cowards <laughs> nominee's mom says hear me out Kingdom Hearts 1 they just go to a world and land halfway through the plot. Cue the existential crisis and time travel as shenanigans. Example: Riku trying to cover his young, convince his younger self to not be an idiot. That'd actually be trippy. Yeah. And Riku gets to see what an asshole he was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jip two fourteen says the bouncer to discover what the fuck is Dog Street. We'll never know, Jip. We won't. We'll never know. And then finally, Keynote says, Life is strange, maybe? I feel like Arcadia Bay would be a neat location to explore more freely, aside from being beautiful. It'd be, in, it'd be interesting to see how KH and Life is Strange art styles would blend together, and who knows? Maybe the time travel slash attempt to change destiny of it all could fit. Chloe party member with a Glock and Max using her rewind ability, maybe in combat? I get that Max's power have very specific rules to be hard to include Sora, Donald, Goofy in the rewinds, but it could be fun. Yeah, also, I'm sure fighting Heartless based on the different symbolic animals would be neat. I never played Life is Strange. I feel like the themes would probably match up a lot. Jason, what is your answer to this week's question of the week? Dude, my answer... Honestly, I, there, there's a lot of answers that I'm surprised I did not hear. But my answer that I'm also kind of surprised I didn't hear is... Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. You're telling me you wouldn't want, like, a world where it's like, okay... Sora's got to deal with all his repressed rage, right? And so he can just, like, finish her all the Heartless and shit, dude. And they just, like, shatter into, like, purple crystals and shit instead of red ones, dude. That would be so freaking tight. That'd be pretty cool. And when he goes, when he goes into rage form, he just... It, 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 it's like the Lightbringer, but instead he's in rage form. Yep. That'd be I'm into sick. It. Imagine, I'm into imagine... Imagine uh, Sora jumps up on the large body and DDTs that bitch and then he <laughs> turns into purple crystals. <laughs> his little head on his massive body <laughs> and he crystallizes. That'd be Goofy sick. jumping off the top rope. Five star frog splash. You're telling me he doesn't jump up and grab them big old aerial knockers and <laughs> slams it on the ground, dude? Go on, dude. Go on. Hell yeah, dude. I like that answer. That'd be so sick. That would be that would be very sick. My answer... I'm not going to say Chrono Cross, even though that might be my real answer. Mm-hmm. But I want... Everybody's talking about Marvel being in Kingdom Hearts. Put me in Square Enix's Avengers, baby. <laughs> put... Put... Sora in that version of Avengers dude, to I hang get, out with Kamala. Give me Thor, and, dude. And Thor and Bruce Banner and Iron Man and Captain America, fro- frozen on the moon, Captain America, and uh, to fight robots endlessly till the end. I don't know. That was just that was a stupid answer. <laughs> you know what? I I, like I'm surprised answer. I didn't hear because it's like really new, and I felt like it was like it, it was honestly like a flavor of the month type thing. I feel like live alive. I'm so su- I'm a su- I'm surprised nobody said that just because of recency bias, straight up. Well, because no one was going to say it before the remake ever came out. That was never a thing. But if it was ever going to be said, I think it would have been now. But no one did. 
from what I understand, the way Live Live is set up, I don't know that that would make sense. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know a, anything it's, about it. It's basically you play a bunch of vignettes of different... It, it's kind of like Octopath Traveler was inspired by Live Alive. Right. Um, because you play these different character stories. The difference is in Octopath Traveler, the characters are kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, didn't and then they it, don't really interact with each other. Didn't Yoko where, do the soundtrack for Live Alive? Yes. Yoko did the soundtrack for Live Alive. And uh, Me- uh, Mega Megalomania... Mega the yeah. Megalovania is the Toby Fox song, but there's I think it's Megalomania, which inspired Toby Fox to write Megalovania. Mm. Um, is it's a boss theme in Live Alive. Live Alive is very uh, very much uh, inspired Undertale, inspired you know Octopath. Um, but the way it works in Live Alive is you play vignettes of different characters throughout time. So there's like a caveman mm. era one. There's a feudal Japan one. There's a modern day. There's a distant, a near future one. And then um, I don't know exactly how the plot works, but the idea is you play through these like seven or eight vignettes and then somehow it comes together in the mm. end. It's like some Chrono Trigger ass. Kind of, kind of, but Chrono Trigger, like it's all one story where right. these are separate stories that don't really matter to each other until you find out how they do, uh-huh. I guess. Um, I don't know. I'd like to play it still. I I, did, I haven't had time to play it, um, but I heard it's really good. I heard the remake's very good, and one of the re- a remake that's like faithful to the original, hmm. while still like providing um, quality of life stuff. That's cool. I heard it's very good. So I, I don't know. I I know very little about it, other than what I just told you. So I don't know how that would fit in the Kingdom Hearts. My I've changed my answer. It is uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer for the Nintendo sixty four. I would like Sora to drive a Pod Racer. I, was, uh, I know it's not a Square Enix like, property. What, so what do you mean that's made by Square? Like what? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we were doing Square Enix. Square Enix only, Mike. Minus ten brownie right. points. I already gave my all my brownie points. Yeah, you're Dude, negative so. now, dude. No, with interest. Can't take from me what I don't with have. Interest. Sorry. Uh, anyway, that was the question of the week this week. Thank you, everybody who answered. Well, question of the week next week. Elbow Juice asks. We know. We now know. Ephemer canonically fucks. Who else do you think fucks? Mm. It's a bit I don't problematic. Think that's a good answer. That's <laughs> a good one. I'm surprised no one said FF14, dude. That's true. Where's Bio? Where's Bio? Where's Iron Aggro, dude? You telling me? You're telling me neither of them said Eva fourteen, dude? Yeah, dude. That's a little cringe, Bio. Not even representing your own brand. Yeah. Next week's question of the week. Uh, I I haven't said this yet, but next week, Jason, you and I are going to take some time to kind of give Dark Road a review. We did a kind of a mini review on the live podcast in the moment with our thoughts. We're going to let it sit for another week, and we're going to come back next week with a review. But I want you guys, for the question of the week, to tell me what you thought of Dark Road. Give us a mini review. Tell, tell us in four sentences. Well, I could be more than that. I don't care. But just tell us what you <laughs> thought of paragraph, Dark Road. One paragraph, four sentences, don't, MLA don't format. Make it, don't make it too long, but don't make it too short. And just tell us what you give Dark Road out of 13. All right, everybody, that's your <laughs> out assignment. Out of 13. Yeah, out of 13. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week, Jason. Thank you for joining me. It's it's always a blast to do the podcast with my brother, who I love dearly. Thank you again to Panda for writing that email. And, yeah, thank you to everybody for just being cool motherfuckers. Uh, next week is episode 
20? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, this is 19, right? So yeah. So that means we have we've made 170. Next week we'll have we've made 170. Wait, right you're now. telling me this is 169 right now? No, last week was 169. Oh, so this is the 170. Because we did 100. I thought you said next week is 170. No, no, I I miss I misspoke. Mm. Next week is 171. Crazy, right? That is pretty crazy. I also want to bring up really quick. Nobody said power wash sim, and I'm shaking my damn head. That's true. Best game Square Enix has released in a long ass time, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like, that game's really fucking cool. I know how to I know how to use a real power washer now because of <laughs> power washing. I'm dead serious. So I'm at work and one of my colleagues who's my buddy was like, Hey, do you wanna come power wash these bleachers with me? And I was like, Hell yeah, I do. I've never used a power washer in my life. And he's like, all right, I'll teach you how to use it. And he started telling me, and I just grabbed it from him and fucking used it. Because <laughs> I know how to use it from playing Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> That's lit. Because I played a fucking video game. <laughs> that is cool. For way too long. Way too many hours. Actually, before we go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up how many hours I have on Power Wash Simulator <laughs> and tell you guys right now. Live. I don't know if it's an impressive number or an unimpressive number, but I'm going to tell you. And you're going to hear Tyler Tyler Rims, fuck you by the way, um, has 54 hours of power wash sim. Exposed. Ooh, that's a lot. Is mine better or worse? <laughs> Here we go. Library's opening up. Ooh, I played 40.4 hours. Mm. Tyler's got me. Gotta get your numbers up, dude. Sean AFK, so. 35 hours. Oh, I beat Sean. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> By the way, I have not played since June, though. To be fair, mm. dude. Yeah, you gotta you gotta play the new maps, dude. Yeah, I got. I it. was doing the it. subway. That was. Oh, I did the subway. I'm way ahead the, of him. the subway. Okay, here's the deal. Was lit. Wait. How, oh, okay. Hold uh, up. Are you telling me that he's like 14 hours slower than you, dude? Like, what what is happening yes, here? I'm just. I'm way more efficient. <laughs> You're more than efficient. <laughs> I'm way more efficient, dude. That's what that is, dude. <laughs> Yeah, because I haven't played it since the 1.0 release because mm. I have zero achievements in it, but I've played for 40 hours. Oh, okay, okay. Because they don't put achievements out until it releases releases, you know? Right, right. But yeah, I, I'm just way more efficient than Tyler. Tyler's going to power <laughs> wash his way out of a fucking pile of dirt, okay? <laughs> I fucking... All right. <laughs> or if he could, it would take 14 hours longer than it took me. Let's just say that. Uh, anyway, let's let's end this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Uh, Jason, hit him with it. May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Now, please, fuck off. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode number 19 of the Answer Report podcast, your longest-running Kingdom Hearts podcast. Thank you to Jesse Wright and Shane Blanket of Metal Vista Media for the theme, Radiant Garden, which I'm going to thank them every week until the end of time because it is a banger-ass theme. And we love it. Isn't that right, Jason? That's true. Jason, did you know we have a Patreon? I mean, yeah. Well, of course he knows, why guys. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> of course he knows. Patreon.com slash Super Spaghetti Bros. You could support us every month. Like these people are. And also, we you know, we do this thing where if you if you pay up front, if you pay a year up front, you get a 16% discount. That is the max what? discount that Patreon will allow. That's right. I cranked it up to 16%. I said... If you if you give me twelve bucks, you will. If you pledge in for a full year, you only pay eight or whatever. You know what I mean? 
Because we got you, all right? So, you know, come come drop some support. Drop some love. Like these people did. Famous for nothing. Pokemon Trainer J. Nesquik. Billy the Kid. Lawrence. Prinverg. Dr. Lambic. DP Grant. It's the SBK. Gavin Dodson. Iron Aggro. Iron Daddy Sean. It's ya boy, Wood A. Lisa S. Mr. Trumpeter 711. Preferred Whale 6. Sawarls Barkley. Doctor Water KH PhD. Zach P. Elbow Juice. Panda Love. Frank Ver. Fabio the Iguana. Unholy Dolphin. Vetus. What's up, Carl? Lands of Masters. Regular Pat. Get Roxel. Librarian Gamer. Birdo Jester. Kyrie's Bro. Afro Roxas. Travis Town Jr. Chene. And Phil Games. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Go to patreon.com slash Bros to support us. We got... We, we, uh, the, the content's been a little slow. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's been a little slow. But we're working on low-key for fine. I'll do it myself coming out next. And, yes. uh, you know, we're, we're working on stuff. And uh, September gets a lot less tight for me as far as schedule. True. So we're going to be working on some good stuff, okay? So thank you guys for listening and watching and supporting us there. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Sit, I wish